0: What's going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in his
1: bedroom is my co host, Cody Johnson. Cody? Hey, everybody, what is going on? I'm so glad that sports is back on, which means we actually have something to talk about. So I appreciate you guys listening, and stay tuned for this one.
0: All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. I am terribly sorry it is late being posted. Uh, Completely my fault. I was not able to uh, record on our normal days. And uh, so I made Cody wait for a long time. So, Cody, I am very sorry. And uh, for you listeners, I am very sorry if you were waiting for it or if you just thought we totally forgot to do it this week. Um, You know, I I get where you would think that. So... (laughs) (laughs) but uh we are excited because um honestly it's kind of good that we did wait in a sense cody because uh sports have started Mm -hmm. uh the opening day for baseball was uh actually yesterday uh, as we are recording this on friday so uh really really cool i'm you know i'm kind of glad that we got to wait so now we get to talk about some of the games that we saw
1: yeah, no, I agree. I mean, don't get me wrong, Drew. You are definitely worth the wait. So don't worry about that. I'll always <laughs> wait for you. But, anyways, uh, yeah, actually, uh, we were recording this on July 24th. And I always find it weird that opening day for baseball only has like three games playing in total. I, I think they, they should make opening day like the day where all the teams are playing at one time. I know it's a technicality, but in my opinion, it would make more sense and better marketing. But
0: Typically, they do. Um, But the reason they only do a few games, like um, typically when they'll have like the opening opening day, Mm -hmm. um, they'll have, yeah, they'll pick, they'll handpick some teams or handpick some games uh, that'll start like, you know, uh, a day or two before the actual season. And the reason they do that is, um, you know, because usually it's like a Yankees game, Mm -hmm. uh, a Dodgers game uh, or, you know, whoever won you know, the World Series as last year was the Nationals, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, when the Astros won it, you know, they kind of had them. So they usually have the big markets, um, you know, play. And it kind of, because everyone's so excited for opening day, um, it makes you go to the TV more. So their their ratings go up. So that's really the reason why they do it. It's, you know, it's nothing like, oh, they're just, you know, that good. Or, you know, they just want to make it, prolonged but mm-hmm. uh yeah it's just it's just because it gets more viewership and you know really there's no other game other than those so you know it makes you want to watch it more um but um then they always have the day where everyone else plays and usually the mm-hmm. teams that play ahead of time they actually get that day off which is kind of funny yeah
1: well <laughs> that's that's just what i think is weird it, it today feels like the legit opening day but technically it was yesterday So that's why it's kind of like, oh, it's opening week, I guess, because that's how it. It's just how it. The conundrum, like for me, as not a you know a diehard baseball fan like you are, but someone that enjoys it, like I'm, I'm under the impression that you know today would be opening day, not yesterday when there was only like three teams that played. But yeah, you know, nevertheless, whatever.
0: Well, um, you know, before I get really into what we're talking about, which kind of we already are, but. Uh, Cody, how you doing, man?
1: Doing pretty good, man. Just uh, was watching some highlights of uh, some NBA bubble action uh, from the past few days and today. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, obviously earlier this week we got to see what the bubble court is, which I got to say it's pretty nice. I uh, yeah. have an opinion that I'd like to throw out there whenever we get to talk about basketball uh, after mm-hmm. seeing this court. And uh, hopefully you'll be in the same mindset I am, but if not, you know, hey, it's an opinion.
0: Yeah, I, I think it looks nice. I know I've been hearing a lot of people um, uh, people kind of complaining about how the bubble looks and the fans and whatnot, and I I really don't see what the big deal is. I mean, it, it's basketball. I mean, it's just everyone, if something changes, the first reaction is always, I don't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's how it always – I mean, you go on Twitter, and no one likes it, like, automatically. And, uh, eventually, you know, people are going to be like, Oh, it's NBA basketball. And they're going to be talking about playoffs and right. You know, everyone's going to forget about, Oh, the bubble was so dumb. Unless like the bubble is a complete flop, but I really don't think so. I think people, I mean, if baseball has been any indication, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people have been striving for sports back and it just feels like, um, you know, a little more normalcy, uh, for like what, five months now.
1: <laughs> yeah. It feels like it. I mean, so you know we'll dive right into it but you know I think the bubble in my opinion is pretty unique and considering that the NBA has accomplished something that no sport right now has done which is confirm zero positive cases in their bubble with Mm -hmm. players and with personnel which I think is impressive considering they are all literally hungered in this one facility and they're going to be there for the foreseeable future until the season ends you know and yeah, To have no positive cases is very huge because the NFL, even the MLB, um, and I even think that there's still a couple of uh, MLS players that are still testing positive right now for COVID. So with NBA, all their star players, all the players that registered, reporters, personnel, they're all negative. I think that's a huge step forward. And the fact that the NBA probably has the best shot right now to finish the season with with minimal hiccups because, again, they're not traveling their all confined to one city, you know? I, I really don't see
0: why people all would complain about um, the bubble. I mean, I, I get why these, why these professional athletes are complaining about being there mm-hmm. um, and basically being alone mm-hmm. um, because um, you know, they're not used to like the meals. It's not. And I know a lot of people are like, these guys are millionaires and they're getting free food. Like why are they complaining? But I mean, these guys are getting like, a snack bag of chips and like two <laughs> chicken strips. Like they're, These guys are professional athletes. Like they're used to like having like a whole chicken to themselves. Like, yeah, that's what they're used to chicken, rice, and broccoli. And they're not getting that. So I get why the players are, um, you know, complaining about it a little bit. And, you know, it's got to get boring after a while. I mean, especially with a lot of these guys, they get used to just going out and, you know being able to do whatever or being home even you know you got stuff to do at home but in this scenario it's basketball and that's it Mm -hmm. which for the guys who are in love with the game i mean you know the guys who are hungry for a championship like you know like a paul george or lebron james probably Kawhi leonard anthony davis Mm -hmm. uh kemba walker uh jason tatum i mean I can go on and on and I I know I've missed a ton of people, but there are guys who are just in love with basketball Mm -hmm. and um, this is their dream. This is all they want to do. If they don't have any distractions outside, then they, all they get to do is focus on basketball. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you might see some players who are just, not themselves but you're probably going to see like the players who are in love with the game you're going to see the best of them because they Mm -hmm. have done nothing but play basketball um so i i'm really excited about the season i mean i saw the lakers lose Uh, to me it wasn't that big of a deal i mean they're they're still trying to adjust like without um without uh avery bradley yeah you know they're trying to implement Jr. Smith a little bit, Dion Waiters. So, mm-hmm. you know, with people who are saying, oh, the Lakers, they look terrible or the people who are saying that, um, you know, uh, oh, man, I, they lost and they didn't look really good. Listen, they're still getting adjusted to everyone, and that's why they're having these exhibition games. They're getting used to these guys, and that's what they want. So, right. uh, you know, it's – I I think these people are freaking out about something that is just so understandable. Like when they first come back, like let's say this season was a regular season. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we, we'd be done with the NBA right now. And uh, it would be talking about like, um, I think the draft would already be done and you'd have, um, you'd have summer league coming up or it would start this week or this next week. Right. Um, So You know, we would be, you know, and then so the other guys who have been playing in the season, they're on vacation. And then when they come back around, you know, late August, early September, then they just, you know, they don't look good right away. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like they just snap right back into it. I mean, you can play all the time, but until you get into a game, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's why they had these exhibition games. So these guys can get better and uh, start, you know, getting ready for the actual part of the season and, and the postseason. So.
1: Yeah, no, I got you. Um, you know, the when I was watching some of the highlights, too, one of the things I was actually kind of impressed with, with, for the most part, with majority of these players not having really any organized team practice, you can definitely see how they're extremely professional with uh, being able to still pick up a ball and being able to still put out, I think it was still entertaining, and what's kind of interesting is there's just no crowds there. So it's really like there's uh, no way that any team will have any sort of advantage because you don't have any home crowd cheering for you one way or another. But, you know, for the most part, just on the, just on the central idea of them all playing, um, you know, in the one arena and not, you know, the outside stuff of how (laughs) they're being taken care of in terms of food and and living quarters and stuff. I I won't bring that up just because, you know, it is what it is. They, they knew what they're kind of signing up for, but, you know, for the most part with them kind of playing, um, you know, I was kind of impressed, you know, like um, there's a lot of questions. I mean, who's now the legit favorite? I think an argument can be made that the Lakers are now favorites above, you know, the Bucks and the Clippers because LeBron got, you know, like four month rest and, <laughs> you know, and not only that, but he has, you know, he's been working like every day since then. And, you know, and yeah. then I feel like that the Lakers are, have a closer Um, bond now like their continuity is a lot stronger than even when it was during the season which is really crazy considering like they were close you know when the season started back in October and Mm -hmm. you know and how was Paul George and Kawhi Leonard going to get you know uh, acclimated together considering they didn't practice that much in the middle of the season and then they had like four months off and now they're back together again so how's this going to work out and you know, one of the teams I was watching, which I was curious about, is the Houston Rockets, and I know that they're very big into small ball, and I believe it's uh, – it's uh, I think his name is Covington is the is their tallest player. At Robert six. Covington. Yeah, is their tallest player at six seven. and I was watching highlights of them versus Toronto in a scrimmage, and I know it's only scrimmage and Westbrook and Harden didn't play. You know, the I think the second half is they didn't play. But I was actually kind of concerned for them because, you know – if you've got a big man that can shoot and stretch, you know, they don't have any inside help that'll defend anybody. They get, uh, you know, they get a lot of offensive boards taken away from them. Um, So that's kind of like my concern. And I got to say, I know that again, we're going to just emphasize this. It's only a scrimmage. So it's just glorified preseason games, but you know, the 76ers, I think, can be a dark horse. They looked really good with uh, Simmons going down to power forward and having Shelton being the starting point guard. It definitely brings yeah. on a shooter, and especially if uh, Simmons is going to be able to facilitate even on the post, it's going to be kind of scary. Um, you know, so there's just a lot of questions that I have, and uh, I, I, I don't know. There's something about this whole them being kind of secluded and relying on their – They're themselves as a team being organized, executing plays, um, no home court advantage, essentially, you know, best team is going to essentially win it, even if you're starting with like a losing record, like for example, Memphis. So, you know, I, I really find this interesting. And actually one of my opinions about this is I think that the NBA should really, really, really look into housing, like the playoffs for, let's say like the conference finals and the NBA finals in one hub like this to where the court, like how they have it now, is essentially center stage for everything because it's – I think it's something like raised like two to three feet higher than normal. And, you know, it, you can definitely see that it, the lights are done differently. There's a lot of different camera angles. I think the NBA should really look at this kind of a route to do like playoffs because I find it even more interesting because, again, no crowd to sway you or anything like that, which is kind of taking the fun out of it but also makes it really interesting. And you really get to see, like, the best players flourish. Like, who's going to come out of this? And I don't know. I, I just find this really fascinating. And, you know, I think the NBA found something successful. And I think they should really explore another avenue similar to this to continue on, you know, to, to just bring an extra layer into the NBA. I think it would be very interesting.
0: I mean, that's an interesting concept, to say the least. Um, you know, I, I I don't know how I would feel about – I mean – it kind of being like a, in a sense, Wimbledon, you know, where you got center court, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I I like the, like, you know, especially the fans being able to see like playoff games Mm -hmm. and NBA championship and, you know, at, at their own stadium. I think, um, you know, it's an interesting concept. I wouldn't be completely opposed to it, but that would be, um, I don't know. I don't know how I, how I would feel about that, to be honest. I guess it, I guess we'll have to see how it goes this year. You know.
1: Well, and also too, like when fans are safely allowed to come back, I would say like that's when you obviously it's going to make a big difference because I think it's I I'm okay with it not having fans just because it doesn't. I find it even more interesting just on a different level. But you know, let's say like the NBA Explorers again, like having the conference in the in the, the NBA Finals in one central place but they're allowing fans you know instead of it being a home and away game almost like a neutral site you know but I just find it interesting how they've done this bubble I I find it interesting rather than traveling like you know to different home courts which I know it's been obviously a tradition but I don't know mix it up a little bit I, I find it like a challenge you know for each team now you don't have home court advantage you're in a neutral site with fans still there Um, and then just the way that the stage is presented, kind of like how the court is, I find it just a different element and just, it gives it a bit of a different, you know, it's a, it's a new flavor, so to speak. It's not the same thing. It's, it's switched up a little bit. It draws more intrigue, you know, it's now, you know, can, you know, hypothetically, if it's like the Lakers and the Celtics, you know, can the Celtics go to LA and win, you know, you know, beat LA four times or on their own court, you know? It's more or less like, okay, we got to get four wins one way or another, you know, and we're in one spot. So it's equal playing ground other than injuries, of course. But I don't know. I just find that super intriguing. And I don't know. We've already seen how it is for, you know, 30 to 40 years of going to, you know, back and forth to each other's home and away courts. Now, why not try something central, you know?
0: Um, You know, I will give you, uh, in a sense, make an argument for you of, um, you know, it would be you know prices for uh, to get into these NBA final games or even playoffs for that mm-hmm. matter are extremely high. So you know it, it's a it's a nice thought in theory that you get to stay home and uh, play in front of your home fans, um, and, and and it is nice. But like you know, oh, we want to get the people who may not be able to get to see them all the time an opportunity. I mean, let's be honest with the prices that they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people aren't going to be, even if they live there, they're still not going to be able to pay for this. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: even people who are middle-class are going to have a really hard time to pay for this. So, um, you know, the people who are really paying for this, they can, they can travel, you know, to the game. So I will make that argument for you. of uh, the fact that it wouldn't really matter of the people who are buying the tickets, it would make it more neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, uh, I don't know how you know how well that's going to be but um you know it It would it would create um a little more interest i mean the games you could have back to back but i mean to be honest i don't th- even still i don't think they would i don't think they'd have back to back because yeah. you know they just want to prolong it as long as they can they want to create that um you know that uh that drama that you have that you have to Mm -hmm. think about it for a couple of days, you know, if your team lost or won, and Mm -hmm. you know, how much more do they need to win or, you know, whatever. So yeah, I, I, I get that, but I I don't know. It's, it's really cool to go back and forth in my opinion, but I do understand having the neutral site where it's just, you know, all these guys are away from everything and they're just in one spot. So I, I get that for sure. Um, So uh, with all that being said, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we'll definitely be talking about more live sports, Cody. Isn't that exciting? Can't wait. (laughs) All right. So, Cody, now we talked a little bit about basketball. It wasn't like, you know, games Mm -hmm. yet. I mean, it's all exhibitions. um, But we can talk about uh, baseball. You know, uh, we just had our, uh, first we just had our fantasy baseball draft, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I was so, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't sleep the morning, the night before <laughs> I woke up at like five in the morning, honestly, cause my son woke up sure. and, um, so we were getting ready and, you know, we were getting him, we were feeding him obviously and had to change his diaper and then he kind of has a hard time like falling asleep right away because mm-hmm. then he usually, what happens is he'll, <laughs> he'll wake up. We change his diaper, feed him. Typically after we feed him, he has a massive dump. And <laughs> we got to change him again. He gets upset. So then he's got to eat a little bit more and then he's good. And then uh-huh. we'll him down. So sometimes it takes a while. Um, and in this case, it actually didn't. <laughs> Um, but it was around six o'clock when we were able to go back to sleep and i'm just okay i'm i'm sitting there and i'm on my phone and Mm -hmm. my wife she closes her phone and then she is about to go to bed and she's like oh you're gonna go to bed i was like yeah i'm gonna try so i i lay down and i'm tossing and turning for a little bit my wife's knocked out i mean she was she was asleep so i was tossing and turning i was like okay well you know i'm gonna get up and so I get up and I'm just thinking about, okay, what can we do for fantasy baseball? Okay, you know, we can do this and we can do that. And, you know, just going on and on. And I was just, and so when my wife came up, I was so excited to talk to someone. My wife <laughs> woke up like three or four hours later and I'm like, babe, all right. So this is what I'm thinking for fantasy baseball. She goes, oh my God, is that why you're awake? And I go, yes, I'm so excited. she's like, oh my God. So I was super excited for fantasy baseball. Um, I thought I drafted really well. Not going to lie, I'm not, lie. Um, well, I'm not really, that. not really pleased with my outfielders. But I have a stacked starting pitching rotation.
1: Just yeah, just want to bring that out there. Yeah, you but, did. Um, you did uh, go hard on the pitchers. So that's for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because I have been doing. I've been mock drafting it, and uh, like, I I do like some pictures that you can get later. Mm-hmm. um but like kind of between like rank 70 to rank i want to say like 120ish i wasn't really sold on or like wanted to take a risk with them mm-hmm. so i kind of like i was like okay so i either need to get pictures real early or i can wait for like two of the pictures that i like uh you know like as of couple of my last picks so Mm -hmm. uh, but i had decided that i had a lot of pictures available at the time so i went after them uh pretty quickly so i was i was uh pleased with that anyway we're not talking about fantasy baseball as much as i could talk about it (laughs) but i was really excited we had officially uh you know major league baseball on tv games that mean something Mm -hmm. uh it was really cool first it was the uh, Yankees and Nationals, which I only watched a little bit. And honestly, I only watched a little bit because I have Aaron judge. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to see how he did. And then um, uh, I also had Garrett Cole Mm -hmm. as as one of my starting pictures. So, um, you know, I wanted to obviously see how he was going to do. And, um, and then, uh, then the giants and Dodgers were right after that. And uh, if, if you guys don't know, my wife is a huge Dodger fan. Her whole family is, and my whole family's Giants fans. <laughs> so it's always a big, uh, big game in our household, and uh, you know, with all our families and stuff. So, but it was really fun, man. I-, I loved every second of it. I don't know if you got to watch any of it. Um, you know, if you did, you know, maybe kind of tell us a little bit about
1: it. I didn't get to watch too much. I watched a little bit of Giants baseball. I think I watched like the first. Uh, the first part of the second inning and then I think I caught a little bit of it in the fifth inning and you know you were telling me this uh, during our break which I'll have you elaborate a little bit more but our uh, our team didn't look too good on game one (laughs) I don't know if it's because no one uh, has really got a chance to practice during quarantine or not but uh, we are we're looking a little rough and now granted the Dodgers are essentially an NL favorite you know, we, cl- we clearly yeah. see that they've got the hitters and, uh, you know, pitching is getting up there, but, uh, they've got the pitchers and the giants are essentially still looking for an identity since, apparent, you know, since they don't have Buster Posey on the team right now. And they really don't have a face to the franchise other than Joey, who's not quite ready yet, of course, to, to play. Yeah. Um, you know, and it looks like, I mean, it's only game one, but it looks like we're going to be shooting for, uh, for a high draft pick again with this shortened <laughs> season. So, um, yeah, you know, that was my only impression. And then um, I didn't I didn't watch hardly any of the Yankee game, but uh, I was very upset because I have actually uh, Scherzer as my uh, – one of my number one pitchers that I had drafted. And, uh, you know, we're in a rotisserie league uh, in fantasy, which uh, how you've explained it is you just, you know, basically whoever has the, you know, the top – you got to win
0: areas. in the stat column. Right. You have the stats basically. Yeah.
1: And Scherzer of course is, uh, just nailing it with a, uh, six ERA yesterday. And then <laughs> hey, uh, he
0: had 11 strikeouts though. So yeah, but he also gave 11. up, I
1: think he was two home runs. One of them was in the first inning and yeah, it, it just wasn't great. And, uh, and then I had Charlie Morton, I think it was today, and he gave up 13 ERA. So, you know, I'm off to a roaring start with my pitchers. <laughs> ERA-wise, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, but uh, nevertheless, Drew, why don't you go ahead and explain to us what the Giants' problem is and your frustration with them?
0: Well, okay, let me, let me preface it by this. Um, yes, I'm a Giants fan. Yes, I even on – if you check the 30 for 30 videos that I had on, on the Giants – I even said it's going to be a bad year for the Giants. I knew it was going to be bad, okay? I didn't, I, you know, on ESPN, they have this uh, pick-em thing where you pick the Giants or the Dodgers who wins, and there's some other things that you could pick, but I picked the Dodgers to win because I'm not stupid. So, um, <laughs> I, but I root for the Giants. Like, I, like I think they're going to win. The issue with the Giants right now is I knew it was going to be bad. I figured we're going to be we're going to have guys who um, you know aren't power hitters so we're not going to have a lot of home runs so we're going to have to get our runs by RBIs you know extra base hits um you know uh, you know playing playing like small ball like you know bunting guys over um you know sac flies stuff like that um and for there were a few of the innings when we were when we were f- facing Dustin May um, we were doing a good job we were uh, we had a few bunts that we attempted I think there was one successful bunt um, that actually got a guy on base so that was pretty neat um, and uh, there was i mean there were some other plays you know some other at bats that were really good. The thing that really killed me and um, i don't remember i didn't see what their final tally is i'll check that right now. But I looked at the score, and I believe it was around the seventh inning where the Giants had seven hits and only one run. When you have seven hits and only one run, first of all, you're not hitting efficiently. You're getting base scattered base hits. It's basically scattered seven hits. You're not doing anything. I mean, obviously we're not scoring runs, and that's a huge issue. You're, you were getting guys on base, but that's it. That's all we're doing. Um, and that's a recipe for disaster. And they ended up with eight hits yesterday. Mm. So they got like one more hit. So they were hitting early and then could not finish, which not good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but what was really killing me was the fundamentals. There was one play and uh, I was wa- actually watching uh, the game with my in-laws. And, uh, the 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 scenario was there was one out uh, runners on the corners for the Dodgers and I don't remember what picture was at the plate uh, or at the the plate at the mound um and the ball was hit right to him and the runner is already heading for home and it was actually Cody Bellinger who was on home I believe Betts was at first and then I don't. No, I don't know. Betts was not at first. I know Bellinger was at third. I, I don't remember who was at first, to be honest. But anyway, um, and so the picture gets the ball, like, right away, and Bellinger already kind of committed home. So the picture, what he ends up doing is he throws it to home to try and get him out. The issue is you have one out, and there's a guy on first. Mm-hmm. That ball was hit immediately to the picture. He snagged Turn it. it. Right away. Yeah, turn a double play. Turn two, not go home. Mm -hmm. And um, even my father-in-law was like, why didn't he just go for two? That would have been out of the inning. Mm -hmm. And what happened after that, exactly, that was the moment where the Giants completely fell apart, was right after that, we gave up all these runs. Mm -hmm. Like, that was the huge inning because we didn't turn two, and we should have absolutely turned two. Then there was another play where um, I don't even know who was up, um, but the we were in the shift, and we were moving towards left field on a shift. So it was a right-handed hitter, and he hits it, but he hits it in the middle uh, where second base is. So shortstop is basically halfway to third. Second base is like right on top of second base. So what happens is – the and there's a runner on first. So the ball is hit – And the second baseman scoops it up and he then goes to toss it to the shortstop who is nowhere near second base. He's like sprinting over there. Mm -hmm. So he kind of like lobs it up there. He grabs it and tries to tag the base. Of course, the the runner is safe at second. And so it allowed the play and it was just, it was two outs and all the guy had to do was snag the ball. He could have stopped. Uh, positioned himself and threw it. Or he could have snagged it and tried to, I mean, throw it across your body a little bit. And typically you don't want to do that. But when it's the final out and you know, he knows as a professional baseball player, you know, you're not making that play. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like it was a quick toss either. It was like a lob because he knew, oh, the shortstop's not going to get there in time. So he knew exactly what was going to happen. It's not, you're not getting it. Mm -hmm. You're not getting that out and he ended up trying it anyway and it was just it was so frustrating i mean as a as someone who played baseball that situation is a situation you go through all the time just throw it to first get mm-hmm. the easy out but he was just trying to not throw across his body which I, again i understand you don't want to do but in that scenario that's really your best throw so it was very frustrating it was very annoying that the Giants just had no I mean absolutely no fundamental work and mm-hmm. you could chalk it up for they didn't have a lot of time to practice um you know but you play baseball long enough it shouldn't be practice you should know these things by now mm-hmm. practice is what helps you get used to throwing hitting um you know difficult um uh, excuse me difficult uh, situations that you could possibly get into, um, you know, like a pickle. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. a, a pickle. You you do have to practice that because otherwise it, it it can get really bad. Um, you know, shifts, defensive shifts. You really need to practice that. But for the most part, like where to throw to, you should just know where that. I mean, it, it's just it's basic knowledge, and it was mm-hmm. it was painfully painfully obvious that, um, you know, the Giants just did not work on situational ball at all. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not going to jump on uh, Gabe Kapler because he kind of got signed and then basically we went through a pandemic. So, I mean, you, I'll give him the benefit of the, of the doubt. And we could also argue, listen, <laughs> we haven't set up a, uh, a roster uh, for winning. You know, yeah. You you when your best player is Buster Posey, who's way out of his prime, uh, it's not good. It's yeah. not a good look. Um. So I mean, for me, I I knew the Giants were going to be bad. I didn't think they were going to win a lot of games. I didn't think they, were, you know, I thought they might win one game against the Dodgers. But the way that they played yesterday and the way they're playing right now, mm-hmm. um, it's just. I'd be surprised if they even get close to winning one of these games out of four so what do you this think
1: is- they're so out of the sixty games and assuming that the all sixty games are played where do you uh what do you predict the giants record will be i would i would say about fifteen and forty five wow
0: yeah it's 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 bad we kwato is good um I really like Jastrzemski. He looked really good yesterday and he he had he's having some really good at bats right now. Um Crawford is striking out more, which is not good. Uh Wilmer Flores is he should be a backup and he's our he's our starting third baseman right now cuz Longoria is out. Mm-hmm. Um you know Pan Paulo Sandoval... Oh,
1: man. There's an error right there. <laughs> Folks, he's watching the Giants game right now as he's pouring yeah. out his heart about the Giants. So, <laughs> um, You
0: know, Sandoval shouldn't even be starting as well. But, you know, right now with Belt and Longoria out, they kind of had to put Sandoval somewhere. And, you know, they put him at first, and he's not doing bad on defensively, but he, he just he cannot hit anymore. Like, he... I would argue he never was that good at hitting. He was just good at hitting like really bad pitches. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you know he's just he's not a good he's not a good hitter. He he just he whiffs on everything. I mean he's probably I'd be amazed to be honest right now if he hit over two ten this year. I mean it's it looks really bad for him. Yeah. Um, you know, I like the Jalen Davis kid. They started McCarthy last uh yesterday, and I really didn't understand it at all. I thought we should have started Davis. Um, he's a really fast guy, so when he's on base, he's very dangerous. And uh he's he'll he has some power and he actually had a home run today, he's the only run the Giants got so far. Mm. Um, but um he's a really good um at, you know base hitter he, he's gonna get a uh, hit for average which i like um and then uh, alex dickerson he's a guy who's a power hitter um but he's gonna swing and miss a lot so it, it's just and then i like dubon he's he's good um you know he still is learning so it's just and the starting pitching for the giants isn't great the relief pitching is god awful holy mm-hmm. cow that was it was miserable yesterday Um, I mean, again, like I said, I didn't think they were going to win more than 20 games this year, but now that I saw it, I'd be surprised they win more than 15, which is, you know, that's just sad, but, um, you know, there's only going to be a handful of teams like this. And if anything, you could argue, if you're going to have a really bad year, why not this? Why not this one? Mm -hmm. Um, where it's, you you know, you can have a few excuses and kind of make, uh, you know, be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we were in a pandemic. I mean, what were we gonna do? you going to do? know, yeah. So, I mean, you can make that argument. But, uh, yeah, it's they they situationally are terrible um, and their relief pictures are very young. These guys are not experienced at all. And then the starting pictures are has mm-hmm. You know, Cueto is is a shell of himself. Quato actually pitched pretty well yesterday. Um he had kind of a bad uh, one or two bad innings, but it was didn't kill the Giants. It was when they took Quato out, is when it got really bad. <laughs> um, you know, so uh I like Samarja. He usually starts off, you know, inning one inning, first inning, second inning, where he kinda chokes and then he's like on fire the rest of the game. Um and then Gosman, I was watching him tonight and he's okay. Tyler Anderson, I've never liked. I hated him as a Rocky, and I hate him as a Giant. Um, so I mean, there's just it, it's just it's not a good roster. I mean, I, I'm sorry I went on a, a whole rabbit hole, but it's just, I mean, everything with the Giants is it's just not good. And I, again, like I said, I I figured it wasn't going to be a good year, but I just didn't realize how bad it was.
1: Yeah, well, hey, I appreciate you uh, taking that carrot and going down the rabbit hole for us. That's very enlightening and it's very entertaining for me because I love hearing your passion about Giants baseball. So, um, you know what, let's actually switch some gears a little bit because actually we do have some small NFL news. So I don't know if anyone's heard or, Drew, if you've heard, but the NFL and the NFLPA actually agreed on training camp to start on time with some health protocols, um, expanded – uh, practice squads. And, uh, you know, there, I estimated 12 rookies that have reported testing positive for COVID, but, uh, it looks like the league is going to start with no preseason games. So we're going to go right into the regular season. So, uh, what do you think about all that?
0: Um, you know, honestly, I'm still stuck on the whole, um, you know, the, uh, the, I guess the safety procedures that they're, I put in air quotes, the safety procedures that they have for the NFL, and a lot of the players are not liking it at all. And to be perfectly honest, man, I wouldn't be 100% surprised if there were some major league, or no, I was going to say major league baseball because I'm watching baseball, uh, there would be some uh, you know, professional football players here that say, I'm not playing this year yeah i really would not be surprised and to be honest i don't blame them because it's terrible when when Derek carr comes out and says we got to do something this is terrible like it's bad because carr usually just keeps to himself on stuff like that he mm-hmm. he doesn't act like he knows all of it because he really doesn't he's not one of the you know representatives hmm but when he comes out and says, this is terrible, like, and he's actually hating on something, it's bad. Like that's, that's what I've grown to know is when he's upset at something that is not good. Yeah. Um, so I'm still hung up on that. Like I, I'm even surprised that they even said we're going to have training camp because, and I'm surprised that players aren't going to go. I wouldn't be the, you know, what would be interesting not something that i'm hoping for but that i think might happen there might be a player who's saying i'm not going to training camp until we figure out what's going to be the safety rules because if this are the safety guidelines right now and we're not planning on changing it i'm not going to play if this is how it's going to be when we start i'm not there yeah Um, so i i i mean i'm sure there's maybe some I don't want to be rude but maybe some low end players that who maybe have already said that but you know you know there needs to be a player like a I don't want to say Patrick Mahomes cuz that's Well I know what you mean so fair, someone
1: but, of an all pro caliber yeah. or um pro like, caliber somebody whose voice is going to be heard like for example if Christian McCaffrey said hey if we don't get this figured out yeah. I'm not playing yeah you know and that's going to be a domino effect so to speak because not only is he you know, it's going to be an interesting storyline for the Panthers, but I mean, look at the fantasy football implications that NFL makes tons of money on. And yeah. you're going to have arguably like one of the, you know, top three picks going to say, I'm not playing unless you guys figure this out, you know. And yeah. actually, to your point, there is a, um, the Chiefs guard, um, I can't pronounce his name. You know how I am with names, but, uh, he's actually, um, he has a doctorate and he's actually been in Canada. Schwartz? Uh, no, was not that? Schwartz. No, it's, uh, uh are you talking about <laughs> uh, yeah Dervani Ter, Ter- I, I I'm sure I butchered that but anyways he uh I know you don't. but anyways he's the first NFL player to openly opt out of the 2020 season and uh for safety but he's also working in the medical field in yeah. Canada helping combat against COVID-19 so that's that's his reasoning and the NFLs granted him that cuz uh the PA um in the NFL have come to an agreement that players are allowed to opt out of their contracts with no financial hit. And then there's actually some sort of, uh, I think it was some sort of, uh, some sort of settlement that they get like 350,000 for the season that they opt out of or something like that. So, yeah, but, um, yeah, you know what, I mean, really their safety guidelines and air quotes again is, you know, social distancing six feet apart from each other and mask. And now they're asking for all players to be tested daily with, you know, having to have two negative tests, you know, let's just hypothetically say that Tom Brady down in Florida gets COVID. Do you really think Tampa's going to report it? You know, this is one of the, this is one of the things that I, I wonder, like the, the NBA, for example, has done a really good job because again, because the sport can be played essentially anywhere you know, they were able to come up with the idea of the bubble, which is what we talked about earlier, and being able to, you know, test all the players, and they reported no COVID cases of anybody that is in the bubble, which is good, because if there's nobody with cases in the bubble, there's no harm in anyone getting affected. Now, if anyone leaves the bubble, then of course, they've got to quarantine themselves to ensure safety and all that stuff. But with the NFL, they've made no sort of Um, changing in circumstances I you know no suggestion of playing in one central area or region like what at least what the MLB is doing and really the only thing that they're suggesting is um, social distancing wearing a mask and they're going to test players and you know they're going to have to register two negative tests but my thing is like the NFL has never demonstrated any sort of honesty when it comes to injuries or anything like that in my opinion you know bill belichick i mean unfortunately is one of the greatest coaches of all time but is also you know arguably recognized as a coach that you know if you ain't cheating you ain't trying you know mantra yeah and um you know an argument could be made that with cam newton now if cam newton gets COVID 19 is he really going to have him sit out for two weeks or four weeks to quarantine and then all that good stuff or you know are they going to turn in whatever tests that they have you know and i mean i know mm-hmm. i'm speculating here and it's more of like conspiracy theory at this point but I mean, the NFL has not demonstrated to me that they have any sort of honesty in their infrastructure and Roger Goodell, other than, you know, the minimum safety protocols and now the required fans to have face masks if they attend games, which again, they're allowing fans to attend games. So again, that's whole, that whole safety thing, you know what I mean? So I don't know the NFL isn't really demonstrating anything other than they're trying to put football on the field. And you know, the NFL players earlier this week went to Twitter and caused an uproar and wanting some safety guidelines. And now there's no, there's training camp going to start on time, but no preseason games. And other than, you know, testing players, there's really nothing else outside of that. There's no bubble. There's no certain precautions that they're announcing that they're going to do. So. I don't know. As see- of right
0: now, the the fans are still able to go. I mean, as of now,
1: well, in limited but- capacity, required face masks. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. how many fans are going to go in there with a the face mask and then rip it off? And Take then it what off. Are you gonna, yeah. What are you going to yeah. do? Have security escort them out? Yeah. So you know why not? Why not have? Why just d- go away with fans? MLB we can an argument could be made is even though MLB is not the most popular sport has a strong enough fan base to where there's a large amount of fans that will follow their team no matter what they're not allowing any fans now you have mm-hmm. the NFL that have more fanatics and you're going to allow a small percentage how do you dictate who gets in and who gets out you know like for example yeah. the new Las Vegas stadium seats what some 65 70,000 seats now right and yeah. even if you have 25,000, how do you determine 25,000? Do you only put online 25,000 tickets? Do you have it first come, first serve? How, how is this going to work? And then wh- if you do have some sort of buying tickets at the teller, you know, how many people are going to line up from blocks and cause ca- uh, chaos just to buy tickets for a football game? Would, yeah. Whereas you can just end this right now and say just no fans, you know? So I don't know. I've got an opinion on that part of it where it's not that I don't want fans to be a part of there, but, you know, if the idea is to curve away the cases to go down, you know, if the strategy of bringing in fans is not really going to help that, you know?
0: Yeah. It it doesn't, to be perfectly honest, it doesn't make sense to have fans. The only reason they want fans is they want the money Mm -hmm. and I get trying to make money, but I mean, I mean, essentially you could potentially kill people. I mean that's yeah. like when people say, Well, what's the worst that can happen? Someone could die. Like literally. <laughs> someone yep. could die. So, um, you know, again, I, I understand wanting to try and, you know, the NFL doesn't start until later, so they're probably just trying to come up with ideas if it like dies down. But let's be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, these for a while a lot of people were saying that the heat was going to kill this virus. Well, it hasn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, has worse. Here in Fresno, it's over a hundred degrees and it's still alive and well. Yeah. Uh you know, and actually we just got a report that there was uh eight recorded deaths today from mm-hmm. COVID. So, you know, there's still things that are happening, um, especially with this COVID thing. Um, you know. I to be honest I think what what NFL is doing is they're like assuming that it's going to die down by the time NFL starts but I think they do have a backup plan but it just the re, when they come out with oh well right now the NFL is going to have you know uh limited fans in the stands and blah 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 like the the fact that you come out with that it makes you look stupid and mm-hmm. it makes you open for um, just getting constantly beat up on this. Mm -hmm. Like, especially if you're Roger Goodell, like your image is already not good with NFL fans. You're making it worse. Like, why are you doing things to make it worse for yourself?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like if it were me, I would just say, listen, right now the plan is we're not going to have any fans in the stands. If it starts dying down, we'll talk about maybe possibly having, um, you know, uh, half capacity you know that to me makes more sense why in the world are you saying oh we're going to have you know we're going to have limited seating for fans like Mm -hmm. so you guys essentially think it's going to be done and you have no idea we all thought it was going to be done in the summer we're going to get back to normal and there might be an uptick in the fall right like this is it's so bizarre that we're still having these fights like Mm -hmm it's it's obvious we cannot predict this it's obvious so what is our debate here why are we Mm -hmm. having people and especially with these these football players you know they they said that they were they were going to have the the face shield uh, Mm -hmm. underneath the helmet yeah i mean it's to to prevent people from spitting i get it but I mean, these guys are making physical contact.
1: (laughs) They're bleeding on each other
0: sometimes. (laughs) Like, baseball is different. You're not really making contact with a lot of guys. I mean, every now and then, you might kind of touch a guy here and there, but for the most part, you're not really making contact with anyone. Mm -hmm. In basketball, you have a little bit of contact, so them testing a a ton uh, was a great idea and actually comes out to be looking really good that, you know, no one, everyone was tested negative. I mean, that's fantastic. And I had actually even caught myself thinking, oh, well, since everyone's tested uh, negative, that means, you know, they're probably not going to have to like, you know, social distance. I was like, that's stupid. There's still coaches and there's still other people. So if they get out of the hotel, they're still going to have to do things, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just, I get where people get in the mindset of, oh, well, we don't have to worry about this, but you really do. <laughs>
1: You know, well, I'll pinch you a scenario for the NFL if they don't if if they don't figure out a way to tighten up on their health protocols and all that stuff. So let's just say a player comes down with COVID and this player obviously is healthy enough to withstand it but accidentally gives it to one of their coaches who's older. And I'll give you two coaches right now that could potentially get it, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick. And let's say one of those two struggle with it and something happens to where you know, knock on wood, obviously, I don't want this to come true. But again, I'm just painting a scenario of what is the possibility and what's the reality is one of them gets it to where they can't kick it. Unfortunately, they pass away. Yeah. Can yeah. you imagine what the NFL will be like if one of those top prominent coaches gets it? Um, because again, the NFL didn't have any sort of precautions that were a lot stiffer ahead of time. And, you know, again, the, wor- the worst you know, thing is that you can die. I mean, there's hundreds yeah. of thousands of people that have died from this some of them healthy some of them not and a majority of these nfl coaches aren't healthy to begin with because the nfl head coaching job is one of the st- stressful jobs you can ever have i mean there's yeah. been plenty of head coaches um you know gary kubiak is the first one that comes to mind when he coached the houston texans he had to take a leave of absence for i think four or five weeks because he was having mm-hmm. uh, chest pains and it was a small complication to like uh, that could potentially lead to a heart attack if i remember correctly i mean he even pass out on the sidelines you've had numerous yeah urban meyer is a good one um i mean you've had numerous coaches of all levels that have essentially had health problems because again the stress that it takes on now you add the nfl which we can argue is the most stressful job that you can have and then you give (laughs) them this health you give them this virus that there's no vaccine for there's not even a really effective um medication that is known of to kind of help combat it Um, and then, you know, you let them kind of fend for themselves or, you know, they get whatever treatment they can and one of them can't kick it, you know, and unfortunately it takes them. So that's the scenario that could potentially happen. I know it's a super extreme one, but in reality, how, how, uh, how far fetched is it when we've got, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that are, that have passed away from it, unfortunately, and, you know this virus doesn't care if you're a head coach for an NFL team or, or not. So I'm just saying that if the NFL doesn't have some sort of tougher guidelines or something like that to protect everybody, players, coaches, you know, it's going to, it's going to be worse before it's going to be beneficial. So, yeah, I, I, I
0: completely agree. I, um, to me, um, you know, you are making, you're putting these guys at risk, um, you know, I'm okay with them trying to come back for a season. I'm not saying that I don't want them to. But there needs to be some other things that that the NFL needs to do. I mean, they are so notorious for not protecting these players that Mm -hmm. it's almost a joke that they continue to do it. Like, it's it's almost like, are they being serious right now? They're really going to keep this up, like this image? Apparently, they like it, you know? Yeah. Don't and forget, this
1: is the same NFL that was hiding CTE for all these years and yeah. we're going to expect them to all of a sudden turn a new leaf and protect players.
0: Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's sad, but to be, to be honest, it's kind of expected. Mm-hmm. And, um, I really hope that, you know, the NFL figures out that, you know, this is a serious thing, you know, we, we can't mess around with this. So, yeah. Um, you know, I hope that they do, um, you know, I am glad that they, that they uh, canceled. Well, I don't think they've officially canceled all preseason games or have they, they have, Yeah, they have. Okay. So, I mean, I can appreciate that they canceled all preseason games. I mean, you know, that's good, but you know, to have the fans in the stands to me is, is one of those idiotic things I've heard. You know, I know you want to make money. Um, and probably the most idiotic thing I've heard, though, with the NFL is Washington naming their team Washington football team. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because they should have... Okay, I, I'm, I, I'm going to touch on this really shortly, I promise. They should have come up with a name for that team because now not only are you going to struggle to you know, Washington is probably going to struggle to even get fans in the stands for that. For most part. Yeah. Um, the other part is you're dealing with a pandemic. So you really aren't going to have like traveling fans. You aren't really going to have these uh, you know, these really high powered home games, which uh, to argue it probably really didn't have to begin with. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but now you're going to be dealing with um, people aren't going to want to buy the merchandise because it's not the official name. Yeah. You know, who's going to want to buy. I mean, I know it's not going to say football team on it, but I'm not going to want to buy any red skin gear because if they change their name, they're probably going to change their logo. Mm-hmm. Maybe not their colors, but you're going to have a completely, I guarantee it. You're going to have a completely different Jersey next year. A completely different helmet next year. Um, you're going to have all you know these T-shirts, these everything. You're going to have completely different. So now, you, not only are you losing out on you know fans in the stands because of COVID, but now you're losing out on merchandise that is probably going to be your main income for this whole season mm-hmm. because you couldn't come up with a name. I mean, listen, Seattle Kraken. Seattle has an NHL team. They came out with the name Kraken. Is it the greatest name? I mean, I like it. I don't think it's bad. I think it's it's different. It's something that you don't see with, you know, even with college football teams. But Washington, you guys have these people who were paid a lot of money to come up with just a name. Yeah. And we couldn't agree on something. I mean, you guys are missing out on a ton. And uh, you know you just signed Chase Young, and I don't know how you're going to pay him now.
1: Yeah, actually, funny thing is LeBron James tweeted this out I think a few nights ago, where he basically you know poked fun at Dan Schneider, the uh, <laughs> Washington football team owner, where he basically had really two and a half weeks, uh, unlimited resources in PR, and the best thing you came up with was football team. Yep. He goes, okay, great job, well done. Um, yeah, you know it, it amazes me. You would think with the amount of uh, pressure that they had to even change the name they would have done it a lot quicker i mean just go on twitter and look at all the names that they suggested you mean to tell me that you couldn't have picked one of those names and gotten some sort of manufacturing (laughs) to come up with a logo for you i mean mean, fiverr will fire you pay someone on fiverr and they'll come up with a logo in you know two business days and that's how we get our druco logo you know and so i don't know how you know I don't know how the Washington football team couldn't have come up with something better than the football team. So, yep. you know, again, we're not, uh we're not professional NFL PR people, but uh I imagine that uh they could have come up with something pretty quickly. I mean, there was a, I think a name that Stephen A. Smith, who I follow on Twitter, he says the Washington warriors would have been a good one. I yeah. like that one. Call them the okay. outlaws. I don't know. Call them the Washington senators. I don't know. I mean, that's a terrible name but i mean i'm sure there's other things that you could have come up with other than the football team
0: i mean hell you could have you could have came up with uh the um name for the team oh uh i can't think of the movie right now oh sentinels think, the replacements yeah washington yeah. sentinels i mean even that is a good name i mean oh man i think they just were like Oh, let's get something unique. Let's get something that no one was thinking about. Blah blah blah. And it's well, just like you I, guys are overthinking this.
1: Excuse me. Well, to be truthful as well, I think Dan Schneider was a little busy because uh, you know, if anyone has been absent on Twitter or oh, World of Social right, Media, was, you know, they yeah. had a Washington Post come out of um fifteen women that came out uh to basically uh say that they had been sexually assaulted or harassed while working for the Washington Redskins during, I think it started back in 2006 all the way to 2019 as, as recent as last season. And so, so yeah, they're, I mean, they're a hot, they're a hot mess right now. <laughs> uh, you know, Dan Snyder,
0: if you're listening, I mean, I doubt it, but if you are by any chance, I think with all this going on, it's a sign to sell the team. That's right, guys. Sell the team to Jeff Bezos, and uh, (laughs) call it the Washington
1: Amazons.
0: (laughs) Hey, why not? Oh, Oh, that's funny.
1: There's another error.
0: (laughs) Oh man, I don't know why I'm watching this game. (laughs) All right, Uh, I think
1: we're gonna wrap it up there, (laughs) Andrew.
0: Yeah. No, uh, but I just—it's funny that with the uh, with the Washington football team, man. That's. I, I don't get it. I really don't. I, I You could have, there is so many things that they could have came up with and I don't understand how you can't come to a conclusion. I mean, no matter what name you have, fans are not going to be happy about, but yeah. that's why you should just come up with a name. Don't overthink it, simplify it and just say, okay, we, we have decided that uh majority ruled that this is the best name. So we're going to be the Washington, whatever. And that's yeah. it. You're going to have fans who are like, oh, that's stupid. But you're also going to have fans who are like, hey, I like it. Who cares? And let's say, I mean, this red. I was going to say, oh, man, oh, I wow. almost did it. Hey, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this Washington team, um, you know, they, they have a decent team. And, and, you know, they could do a lot better than what a lot of people think. But I think with the, all this going on, you're kind of taking away from that. Mm -hmm. You know, and even if they're like seven and nine, we're still going to be talking about, well, they don't have a name yet. And, you know, is Snyder going to still have the team? And, you know, could he possibly be seeing jail time and, you know, whatnot? And no one's going to be talking about the fact that Washington football team was close to 500. I don't remember the last time I could even say that, Mm -hmm. you know, so, um, I think it's just it's doing a lot of a lot of bad, and not a lot of good.
1: Yeah, there's the only good positive thing that I'll mention about the Washington football team is um, we did get news today that Alex Smith has been uh, cleared for full football activity now since his uh, really bad knee injury back in 2018. Yeah. So, uh, you know that I think I'm that's glad good news. to
0: see that, but I, I really hope he doesn't touch the football field again, man. I I mean,
1: imagine if he injures that lake again i mean i
0: i think so well is it gonna hold
1: up yeah here's (laughs) what i think is gonna happen you've already have dwayne haskins exactly and i think you have case keenum and then you're gonna have alex smith i actually think that ron rivera is gonna probably keep all three of them maybe he'll only cut case him and kyle allen too oh i'm sorry yeah he has got four quarterbacks so (laughs) yeah okay so i think what honestly my opinion is i think ron rivera should probably cut still Keenum and keep Allen and Smith. And I think Smith will be a huge mentor to Haskins. And I think that'll help elevate Haskins. And I know Haskins has been working real hard with the videos that we've seen on social media and whatnot, but I really think that that quarterback presence for Smith um, to kind of mentor Haskins would really, really, really benefit him. And also to Kyle Allen, because I mean, we're not going to be dumb here and think that Kyle Island's going to take over the Washington football team with Haskins still there. I think Haskins got a, about a two to three year grace period with that team. But um, you know, I think Alex Smith definitely can turn into a mentoring role. Um, I imagine like during some preseason games, if he still plays, you know, next season, when preseason comes back, it'll be a really good story to see him on the field. Um, you know, but you know, congratulations to him. If he wants to get back in there, you know, who are we to stop him? But, you know, just good to hear that he's, he's uh, essentially fully recovered or as good as it's going to get to where he can play football again, considering how bad that injury was. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, No argument here all right guys well uh thank you so much for listening we always appreciate it um man it's great to have sports back i mean we actually get to talk about real sports things instead of doing lists i mean i love doing the list but after a while it was just like dragging on and like okay we need to i need to see you know who's right and who's wrong you know, <laughs> type of a thing man so uh it'll be good and and man uh by next week uh, basketball should be should be going so yeah. next Friday we'll uh, have a
1: full tilt of games so yeah
0: so that'll be fun and and we'll have a kind of a almost a full week of uh baseball mm-hmm. by the time our next uh pod comes out so again guys uh thank you so much um you know hey if you're in if you're doing fantasy baseball right now uh send us how you're you know show us how you're doing we we want to see it of course I know Cody and I were talking about fantasy baseball at the time we just started Uh, We changed up our league a little, well, a lot. And uh, so we're trying a lot of things out. I mean, the DH situation with everyone is is, uh, really cool. Um, You know, and and, um, the universal DH, that's what I was trying to get to. I love the rule for relief pictures is uh, you got to have three pictures or you got to face three batters before you can change a picture, which speeds the game up a little bit. Um, and then it, obviously if they go into extra innings the runner starting at second which is a great thing as well so uh, it, i think this baseball season is going to be interesting and like i said if you're in the fantasy baseball it is going to be really really interesting to see how the season goes especially with a lot of these players so, i'm excited cody any final thoughts
1: Nope. Sports is back guys. Let's uh, enjoy it. Let's not complain too much about how it's being delivered or done. You know, I mean, if, I mean, if we're not going to be at least happy that it's back in some sort of capacity and you're still going to whine and moan about it, then I don't know what else to tell you, but sports (laughs) is back. Sit and watch, enjoy it. And uh, tune in next week when we talk about whatever the next subject is with sports being back. So I think that's pretty much it, Drew. All right. Sounds good.
0: Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, Again, we are sorry uh, that it took a little bit longer. Again, that is all on me. No question about it. Sorry, Cody. I made you wait. But, you know, uh, I like to think that it was a really good show. So, you know, whatever. Uh, Anyway, uh, we appreciate you guys always listening. Hey, go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Uh, honestly, with baseball starting, go check out the 30 for 30 that we did. Uh, It's on YouTube and also on our Instagram TV. So either one, go check out. And then also, if you want to leave a comment on any posts that we have, um, or if you want to direct message us on either of those forums, we are definitely open to, uh, you know, having your questions. And uh, if you have like a topic that you'd like us to hit on, on either Two Bays or Drew code. Uh, please submit it, and uh, and uh, we'll we'll see what we can do with it. So, uh, all of that is appreciated. But uh, also go uh, follow us and subscribe to our um, podcast, which is going to be on all the major podcasts. It's going to be Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review, uh, and uh, you know tell your friends about it. Everything is. Very, very helpful. Even if it's a one star, it'll help us get better. If it's a five star, uh, we would prefer that. <laughs> but uh, then go also go check out fnxfitness.com. They have some great fitness gear. Uh, they also have some great workout supplements. So go check them out. I know uh, here in California, at least, the gyms have been closed back up. But once they'll start going, once they start coming back on, and start reopening, um, definitely you want to have your gear and they sell out fast with FNX Fitness. So go get your stuff as soon as you can. Um, and Cody will actually explain to you how you can get 15% off your whole purchase uh, by using a promo code. So Cody.
1: That's right, guys, go to DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. On the bottom of our homepage, we have a link called Partners. You want to click on that. It'll take you directly to the Partners page where we have FNX Fit. You can click on the link there to begin your shopping to get your gear, your supplements, like Drew mentioned, and you're going to want to put in Drew code 15 to get 15% off your total purchase when you are ready to check out. So definitely swoop up in on that deal and you'll definitely uh, not regret it and love all that good stuff as you start your workout journey. Anyways, guys, you can also go on our DrewCodeSportsTalk.com website, like I mentioned, and you can click on any of the links to any of the podcast websites that you prefer to listen to. And you can subscribe right then and there. Also rate and review, like Andrew said, anything helps. And, uh, we really appreciate you guys listening to us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you guys have any comments, suggestions, or a topic you guys want us to cover, leave it on the website. It's all available for you guys. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening.